What's up? And welcome to the Disablest Report, where, where it is an extension of the network. We are a place where we talk about the real-life accomplishments of disabled people, and especially the real-life struggles. And if you're looking for us, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. And also, for all you awesome podcast listeners, we are on iTunes and Spotify, because you know you love to listen to us. We're just that great. Now, I will turn it over to my co-host, Kyle Romano, to introduce our wonderful guest. Uh, thanks, as always, uh, the, the ever-lovely Christine Garner, everybody. Um, so today we have a, a dear friend of mine and uh, the, our producer, Lou, uh, Mr. Brendan Garrison, uh, on the show with us today. Thank you so much. Uh, I know that you're, you're coming to us not from home, so we really appreciate you, uh, you know, to use a, a word that we're all familiar with, being disabled, accommodating us. <laughs> um, so how about, how about we uh, start off with uh, you telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I know that you're going to be okay talking about your diagnosis, so your diagnosis, um, what you do for a living, that kind of jazz. Yeah, so uh, again, my name is Brendan. Um, I have spastic CP, um, so CP cerebral palsy. Um, for my particular case, it's more of just a lower body um, impact for me, so I just um, don't have the strength or flexibility in my legs to stand, so I use a wheelchair to get around. Um, and then for a living, I work for a parks and recreation department, and I actually work at a facility that also deals with therapeutic recreation. So essentially we, we have the best of both worlds where I like work with normal um, able-bodied people to provide like leisure activities. And then we do the same thing for uh, individuals with physical and developmental disabilities to do therapeutic recreation at the same time. When you think of the word ADA compliant or wheelchair accessible, what are the first couple terms that come to your mind? So I think that that's always been an interesting thing for me specifically. Um, because like as I was growing up, it's always kind of been uh, just making things work. And I was kind of intermittently in and out of a wheelchair uh, in my childhood until I was about 14. And then I started using a chair full time. Um, but I have the ability to get out of the chair and kind of move around a lot or use my upper body for a lot of movement and kind of make things um, accessible to me. But um, I'm trying to learn a bit more about ADA. There's actually a group that meets um, and uses my facility that I work at to um, kind of like hold group meetings and things like that, that focuses on ADA accessibility for the city that I live in. And uh, so I'm trying to become more familiar with the terms, but uh I'd say in general, just making sure that a person that uses a wheelchair or any sort of like assisting equipment um, is able to do the same activity that somebody that doesn't use that equipment would do would be uh, what comes to my mind for a wheelchair or just personal equipment accessibility. In, uh, in your job, um, do they kick around the term universal design at all? Because like, uh, excuse my French, but like I have a fucking problem with that word. So I wanted to see like what what your thoughts were, and if you guys talked about like the concept of universal design. I've I've not heard that term. Um, okay. 
it is interesting because we're we're currently trying to approach uh, different individuals. So um, we're looking at like the wording of our different trips and things we put together um, to kind of explain to people that might not know because we're definitely working on the marketing of the department to kind of get the word out and say we're here to provide therapeutic recreation as well as saying this is what therapeutic recreation is and kind of giving a, a mission statement to that. So I've been part of uh, producing like a newsletter that kind of lets people know like what we're um, what what we're trying to do and um, kind of put together the events and different things that we hold for the community and just try to to establish a presence so that people know what's going on around them and and know that that's an available resource. Gotcha. See, Christine, this is what uh, you and I talk a lot off camera about this kind of stuff, but like, this is the approach that people need to take, right? Like, um, this exactly is what we talk about all the time when, when, uh, when we mention about how like, you know, accessibility is kind of, uh, you know, uh, determined, you know, regarding like each person and like their own limitations. So going out into the community, speaking to disabled people who live in us because we, we live like in a, a very close community um like uh, proximity wise close to each other um so like the, like the, that's what we're supposed to be doing right go out talk to the people there in the community um just to elaborate a little bit about why i have a problem with uh, the term like universal design um i have a problem with that because i know that uh the way that government works and everything like that there uh, needs to be like standards so that they can make laws and all of that kind of stuff um but the problem with universal design is that they go and usually they'll talk, uh, the people who like make these laws and things like that will talk with, um, you know, either caregivers or physicians and stuff. They don't necessarily talk to disabled people directly a lot. Um, and they will make these big overarching, um, like, uh, catch-alls, if you will. Uh, like for instance, uh, like I'll use the ADA for like an example, you know, like the ADA says that, you know, door width needs to be like a certain, um, size. Uh, but you know, in regard to like your position and what you do with like leisure activities and in rec centers and stuff like that, um, you know, it isn't just going to be, you know, all about like, you know, how big are the doors you, you have to worry about a lot of other stuff. Right. So, um, applying, you know, uh, universal design conceptually wouldn't necessarily, you know, work when, when trying to figure out, you know, what the best uh, you know, rec center or someplace like that would look like. Um, anyway, sorry, Christine. I know I cut you off kind of. <laughs> no, you're okay. On that note, are there any accessible places that you know of in the Tampa Bay area that are specifically designed for wheelchair users and the convenience of that use? Uh, yes. However, unfortunately, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about uh, the one that I have at the top of my mind just yet. Um, it hasn't been publicly unveiled, so I don't want to like drop anything Ooh, there. Okay. Um, but there is there is some stuff that um, I think that's coming in the works, and I don't know. I mean, you could also touch on like, for instance, just from uh, kind of going around downtown St. Pete. Um, I started realizing that like the new construction with the pier um, was kind of interesting to me because. Like if I don't know if you guys have been out there, um, but if you go all the way to the back of the St. Pete Pier now, there's like a fishing pier area. And when I had first gone out there, I was like, it it just looks like stairs to get down to where everybody fishes at. And um, I was kind of looking around. I'm like, I don't see like a ramp or like a way to get down there. But interestingly enough, they they built a ramp into the stairs. So 
it goes, through, it goes throughout the stairs and it doesn't change like the appearance of the stairs at all. So it just like, I didn't even see it until somebody pointed it out to me. They're like, Oh, that's the ramp is built into the concrete and it's made accessible okay. to get out there. And just, I think stuff like that um, is kind of like catching on with new construction and people that are working on new projects are going to be like more cognizant of just making things uh, more, um, up to, like you can get get to places and it's more accessible in general um i've always said it's kind of weird when when something isn't because it's almost approached like um for instance if you make something ada accessible um it doesn't make it accessible for only people with disabilities and not to people that are able-bodied or don't use the equipment it's not like if you go one way it eliminates the other it's just all together i think it just makes it more um available to anyone in general yeah yeah i think that you know uh, to harken back to like universal design i think that that's the main point of it is that they want it to be as accessible to like everybody right but i i think that you know you hit the nail on the head right there just saying that you know by making things accessible like period they are accessible to everybody you know not just able-bodied people and not just disabled people right because, um, you know, things could certainly be constructed uh, to, uh, you know, make this ideal wheelchair world, right, where things are, like, perfect for us. But, you know, we got we got uh, Mr. Man over here, Lou, who walks on two legs, who if there's no uh, benches for him to sit on um, or if there's only ramps and he's sliding down because, you know, he can't get his foothold because there's no stairs. So, you know, there needs to be you know, both sides to that coin, right? Yeah, so it's, that's super important. Um, now, I wanted to ask you because I'm a lazy-ass power chair user, and I only use my little nub to push a joystick around, and I'm not like uh, you or Christine where you guys use your manual chairs all the time. So, you know, I was wondering um, if there are particular things that, uh, you know, as a manual chair user, um, you would like for people to think about when, you know, going and creating these buildings or creating outside spaces that are accessible? Like, what would make things easier for you as a manual chair user? Yeah, so I think uh, sometimes what I've noticed with certain places is, uh, like, the handicap entrance or the ramp entrance or however they make the entrance more accessible is kind of far out of the way from where either where we have to park, which is kind of weird. That doesn't make sense to me or where you enter the, where you enter the building. So like they have you go through a back door, which can kind of just complicate things a little bit. Like I know uh, one of the, the things that I thought was super weird. I went to uh, USF St. Pete and um, the entrances for their building while they were, it was weird because it was good and bad because they built it on a certain grade where where they put the ramp specifically. It made it easier to push up because you, while you were like move, going up the ramp, you were technically on a downhill slope, so it just made it easier to push up. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, like the grade of the actual mm-hmm. road was downward, so it just made it easier. But it was like way out of the way, and so like I'd be going into the building, my friends are like walking upstairs, and I'd be like with a group of people. And then we just have to like break off and I just go around for like 30 minutes to get in the building on the other entrance. Yeah. And I just thought that was like super weird and, and unnecessary. So. Yeah. But welcome to the life of a wheelchair user in general, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's right. weird. 
it, it's weird, right? Because, um, you know, not to, not to downplay, you know, different, uh, you know, examples of this, but it, it doesn't, it make you guys both feel like that's kind of, uh, like a form of segregation, right? Like, because as wheelchair users, this isn't something that, that we deal with every once in a while, right? Like, um, every entrance or anything like that, if we're with a group of people or, you know, if, if you go into a theme park and, uh, you know, everybody's going on a ride, but you have to go on like, you know, in the quote unquote special cart, and all that kind of stuff. It, like it, it feels weird, right? Like we're we're being physically. It feels like we're being physically segregated from like able-bodied population, and it's it's just just weird to me. So I have, I have a funny note for the like theme park side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't I won't necessarily drop a name for the theme park, but um, <laughs> not too long ago, I'd gone to a a, a place to like ride some rides and stuff. And we were entering for this event and keep in mind, like all, all during my childhood, like skipping the lines was like a thing that I was super used to and like never waiting. And it was never an issue. And that's just kind of what I grew up like used to doing. So like I was the kid when I was in like fifth grade, we had the class trip to the theme park and I went in and I literally took my entire fifth grade class on the roller coaster, we all skipped the entire line and filled up, an, filled, filled up the entire roller coaster with kids, and we rode, and everybody was like, oh, my God, that's super hype. So keeping that same same point, more more recently, I went to this a different theme park, and uh, we're going in, and there was probably, it was like me and like four or five other people, and usually it's me and whoever my group is, not usually 25 people that they'll let on, but it, I think it's like a max of like, six people they let skip the line including me or whatever it was and um two two things so they're moving towards instead of just letting you go right through and jump on the ride um they now have like these cards where like they have you fill it out and then you have to come back at the time that they give you but the dumbest thing of that is you fill it out and you can't even go get other times you have to wait for that one ride before you can put on another time on the ticket which to me, I would just grab all the times and then go back through to the first ride that I got the time from, ride everything in the park and be done within like an hour and a half and get out and have, like I had my whole day. But now it went a step further from that. They went away from the yellow cards and they were like, oh, like our lines are now uh, wheelchair accessible. Like you can wait in the line with everybody else. And I'm just thinking like the one thing that I wanted, you took away from me. Like, mm-hmm. I want to just skip lines because that's what I'm used to. And there's so many other things that we can't do. And I'm just thinking, like, does that make me entitled to, like, feel like I deserve to skip lines? But, like, well, I was getting... Yeah, it's like, so, sorry to cut you off, but, like, I, okay, so there's a real uh, reason, uh, you know, that disabled people can cut lines. Um, and I don't know about what, what y'all's experience is, but I'm sure that you have something, like, really similar. Um if I'm in one place for a really long period of time and I have to be in my wheelchair and be like, you know, quote unquote performing. So, you know, I'm sitting up straight, I'm tucking in my, my, my fat gut and, uh, making sure that, you know, I'm not sliding all over the place. And, uh, but, but sitting up straight and, um, you know, being cognizant of being in the right position, right. At least, at least for me, um, my, my butt starts going to sleep. My legs start going to sleep. I start getting pain. 
Um, so for me, like being at the front of the line, like, yeah, it was super cool, right. That I, I got to get in and, and, uh, do everything and like be done really quickly. But like from the moment that I get there and I know that like, um, not, not necessarily that I have chronic pain, but my, like my chronic pain, chronic, chronic pain, brothers and sisters will be able to like feel me on this one. I'm on a timer from the moment I, to use an ablest phrase, step in that park. Right. <laughs> so like, I want to get in. I want to do what I got to do to have like my fun or whatever. I got to get out because I know that I'm going to have to get home, get out of my wheelchair so that I can uh, rest my lazy uh, now asleep ass on my bed so that it doesn't <laughs> hurt anymore. Right. So like, yeah. do, uh, do you guys have a similar experience to, to that or is it just me? No. So for me, uh, a little funny story for you guys. My nieces at the time were probably, I don't know, 10, 11, and 9, and they told my sister, they were like, oh, I want to take her so we can get to the front of the line. Haha, ha, that's the fun part about having an aunt in the winter, right? Cool. Okay, let's do that. So I had the same problem that Brendan had with the time card thing. Like, we wanted to be able to go and do other things while we were waiting for that, and then the people were like, well, no, you can't do that. Okay, so we're supposed to sit here in the heat where there's no, like, covering or awning or anything like that, like, what is the purpose? Because for me, when I go to, like, theme parks and stuff, I can't be in the heat too much because it, like, physically drains my entire body to the point where, like, I cannot function and I get really um, dehydrated. So I got so upset and I was like, what is the point of these, you know, time cards? Like, I know you're trying to make it more inclusive, but this is not going to work for the people who cannot sit here. Like, it's ridiculous. It made me so upset. Yeah, people with spinal cord injury have um, a really big problem with temperature regulation. Um, so they, you know, yeah. where I also experience that too, right? Like how you do, Christine, where like I dehydrate super easy because it uh, just so happens I'm missing half of my body. But, um, right. <laughs> but you know, like people with spinal cord injury, though, can't regulate their body temperature. Um either as yeah. easily or at all, right? So they're out there literally, like, their brain is boiling in their own blood. Um, and these are things that people people don't understand. But anyways, we have a bunch of more questions I want to get through. So, Christine, I'll let you go and, go and ask the next one. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Brandon, is there anything that you want able-bodied people to know about being a wheelchair user? About being... Uh, manual wheelchair user, excuse me. I think I just always kind of tell people this as they ask me about it, and um, just that it can be so different for everybody that that's impacted by a disability or or anything that causes them to have to use a wheelchair or in any way. So, like, um, and this this goes to any friend that I've made throughout my life for anything relating around a disability or people that I know that just like broke a leg and they're in a wheelchair and they try to like relate to you and be like, Oh, I know like I was in a wheelchair for this long. It just, I think that it can impact people so differently and you, and you never know. So it's, it's really just like expressing to people that have no experience with it, that one, that could be you any day, like anything could, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow and have to use that chair. So just, to be more cognizant of that. And I think that that happens as you like befriend people as well. My friends at least have started thinking of like, if we go to a place, they just kind of know like, Oh man, you're not going to be able to get in that bathroom or you're not going to be able to. Do so it's like, 
spreading that awareness to just everyone just makes them more open-minded. So they start implementing the things that might help one person or multiple people that use different equipment to get into places, to use the bathroom uh, adequately and just kind of give that knowledge to other people that might not otherwise have a way to have that knowledge or a reason to think that way because they're not exposed to anybody that has to deal with that issue. Yeah. Uh, disability, um, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure if I've said it on this show yet, but if not, I'm sure that you will hear me say it a bunch of times. Um, disability exists on like a sliding scale, right? Um, people don't realize, but, uh, you know, we constantly move, not, well, not us for, but, but people constantly move in and out of disability throughout their whole lives, right? Anything like you mentioned, like breaking a leg, um, you know, somebody could have surgery and, you know, be laid up in bed for a little while. Um, and what people don't realize is that, you know, that one instance of time for them right then and there um, is an isolated event. So, you know, they quote unquote heal. And then after they heal, they're done and they move on and they don't think about, you know, acting that way. Um, ever again, like in their real life, as opposed to like, you know, us, we're not going to get up and walk. Like I'm not, not a starfish. I'm not going to grow legs. You know, I'm not going to grow hands, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, can I, if anyways. I could stop you right there, I have an interesting kind of way to go in, in on that. Um, go, go for it. When I was younger, I did have the ability to walk. I mean, I walked differently, um, but I definitely didn't use a chair regularly. So like some, I mean, that, that's another thing for people to think about too, is like, even if someone has a disability, like it can change and, and modify the things that they have to do and the way that they have to accommodate themselves and their daily life through their own life. Just because you, you have this disability doesn't mean it can, it can't change at any moment. Like when I was younger and we started thinking about uh, me driving a car and I had the ability to walk a wheelchair being in the car, wasn't even a thought in my mind. And then as I started to turn 16, 17, get into a car and things like that, we had to like come to more of a realization that wheelchair is going to be a thing I need to think about and how to get the chair in and out of the car and just different things like that, where before I wasn't, that wasn't even a blip on my radar. And it kind of changed my perception on having to do things differently with the chair and, and where I didn't use it before. Yeah, so it's... Definitely a different state of being, right? And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that until you know, till disability is upon them. Um, yeah. but, uh, uh, anyways, I digress. Um, if somebody sees something that is not accessible, like in it in you know a public building or, or whatever it may be, um, do you know what they can do um, about that? Can, or is there a specific place that they can report that to, or how does that work? You mean like for? Uh, like the recreation department that I work for or like what? You just, yeah. I mean, just for anything, even if it's just for the, you know, the recreation department. Yeah. So there's, there's different loopholes and things that can get people into it. I'm kind of learning about that um, myself because fortunately I haven't had to, to uh, approach that situation, but that's one of the things that they talk about in the group that I mentioned meets at my facility. Um, so there's this um, program for the city. I know, um, for the city of St. Pete, at least, uh, where they have, it's called C-Click Fix. And it's essentially like a place to report anything that's like a curb that has an issue or a pothole that's in the road or anything like that. Um, so I think people kind of go through there and um, you can put in like keywords and things like that. So I'm sure if a 
keyword of like somebody with a disability or a wheelchair use or like this is prohibiting me from doing this they kind of would put it towards the right channels even if that's not the right way to or the direct line per se for somebody with a, with a disability related um issue or need for accommodation kind of reports it i think it would would kick it to get it put in the right direction by the people that could could put it there now i know for me there's specific places that i wish were more accessible um is there any specific places that you've come across that you wish were more accessible yeah um i definitely am a big beach goer so i like to go um get my feet wet and and go in the sand and stuff like that so um, unfortunately, certain beaches are a little bit more uh, accessible than others, and and a lot of times I'll kind of find myself going back to the same beach if I find either the shower or um, some like part of renting off is is easier for me to get to. Or sometimes a lot of beaches have like more sand to get out where you want to like sit instead of being like right there like a patio straight to the sand. That's kind of what I look for is more concrete to get me straight to where I want to be. Um, one of the ones that's difficult is uh, Clearwater Beach. They have definitely a lot of sand to go through um, to get to anywhere that's like close to the water or like where you relatively kind of want to set your spot for the day. Um, so, I, and I think that it's interesting with certain beaches kind of putting the the wheelchair paths uh, into the beach. I've seen some of that. Um, with, I think it was like Treasure Island or something like that. Um, they kind of put like a pathway to get out there and kind of help people um, do that. Um, I, I feel like I might be a little picky personally with that kind of stuff or um, people bring in wheelchair um, wheelchairs that can access the beach with like balloon tires. Mm -hmm. And I want a chair that I can move myself instead of have someone push me. Yes. So I think that that might be me being difficult a little bit, but also leads me to kind of think about how I can change my own chair to become more accessible and, and adapted to the environment rather than waiting on somebody else to make the change. So I think it's kind of a fight between the two, but ultimately I'd like to see beaches be more um, accommodating in any possible way. And I think a big thing would be like a drop down shower handle or something where you can like grab the shower head to like rinse off different parts of your chair or body that aren't otherwise touched by the water that's in like the showers that they have. Yeah. Well, I know that beaches are like a wheelchair no-no spot anyway, right? Like, so, so, when, you talk, so when we have a, when, when you say you go to the beach a lot, uh, you know, I, I imagine that we're going to have other wheelchair users uh, listening to the show. We don't have a lot of time left, but um, I know what you do and how you go to the beach because I've done like been involved with photo shoots with you like on the beach can you explain to people what you do because even what you do you're not supposed to do but you like to go to the beach so you figured out a way to make it work yeah so i basically just uh find where i found the like biggest knobbiest tires that i could put on my wheelchair and they're still not what i would like to have but they're the only thing that i can find that fit um but just the bigger tires i can get the better and then we just kind of go out there and i'll either just do a wheelie and kind of go push myself through the sand, getting the front wheels um, out of the sand, or I'll have friends kind of drag me out, which is also also more of an inconvenience and a pain and things like that. But I kind of just drag it through the sand and beat the hell out of it. And like, I, I definitely ride my chair hard and put it away wet, if that makes any sense. So like, just it's, it's not going to survive more than the five years that they allow me for insurance. They're going to be like, what the hell did you do to this thing? And I'm just like, look, man, I have a life too. Like I go in the water with it. No, 
But uh, I, I definitely don't treat it like a princess, and I don't want to swap between chairs. So I like having one chair that can kind of do as many things as I can get it to do with me. So. Yeah. Well, you know, like, okay. Then, uh, I, I must dig- I must digress super quickly about this. But, um, you know, when I was little, I used to get, uh, you know, I used to have the talking to all the time. Uh, I was told all the time, you're too tough on your wheelchairs. And for me, the oh, only yeah. thing that I was doing was like zipping around in the street, playing like two hand touch football with my friends. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that it's important for people to realize, you know, if, if you are making these laws, um, if you are, you know, like giving monies to disabled people, um, to entities like Medicare, Medicaid and stuff like that, like, please talk about how us wheelchair users actually live lives, right? Like Brendan likes to go out on the beach. He shouldn't be fucking penalized for liking to go out on the beach, right? Like. If he can figure out a way to make it work, yeah, he knows that it's going to cause wear and tear on his chair, but maybe he saves one of his old chairs, and that's the one that he takes out on the beach, right? Yeah. Like, the, yeah. like we need to find ways to, like, for the disabled community and disabled people to, like, figure out ways to talk with, you know, like, our, our local legislation and, and, you know, like, the larger body of legislation and all that kind of stuff. Like, we live lives. Brendan works, like, in this sphere. He does stuff that he knows that he's not quote unquote supposed to do with his wheelchair, but he does it anyway because that's how he relaxes. Um, we get with the times, people. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Uh, we're we're running at the end of the rope here. So, um, Brennan, before I kick it over to Christine uh, to close us out, um, how can people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you more about this or maybe get involved with uh, some of the projects or maybe help you like market that kind of stuff? Yeah, so um, I would definitely say my email would be the like a main point of contact. Um, so it's just Garrison, which is my last name, G-A-R-R-I-S-O-N, Brendan, B-R-E-N-D-A-N, the number one at Gmail. Um, and just I'm happy to serve as any sort of liaison to any issues that I might be able to help with or get people in contact with anything that they might be interested in with what I do for work or learning about therapeutic recreation, anything I can do and just kind of serve as um, an independent community resource to, to point people in the right direction if I know anything that they might not know already. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. For my closing question, because I know that we've talked about a lot of wonderful and great topics. Um, Brandon, have you talked to any of the Tampa bigwigs, as we call them, about any um, of the topics that we discussed or how they can make things more acceptable for wheelchair users? So not personally yet. Um, however, that's definitely a large component of the group that I'm trying to get myself involved in. And I kind of um, have talked to Kyle a little bit off camera about um, getting involved with some of the things that I do to just kind of bring in multiple people as different uh, proponents and, and resources. Um, but I think that that's something that they do. And it's definitely a, a department devoted to um, accommodation and people with disabilities of all different sorts. Um, for every aspect of the department that I work for. So that's going to be something that I'm pushing myself into and trying to gain knowledge and, and connect myself with the right people through them, for sure. Yeah, then uh, the Disabled Network is here for you, you know, as, as a resource, as a disabled person in general anyways. But um, anything yeah. that we can do to help you out in that regard, 
um, definitely let us know. Um, we'll, we'll be working with Brendan and, um, he's a good friend of mine, good friend to lose. Um, so we know how to get in touch, uh, with him if you, for some reason, can't get in touch with him. But anyways, Brendan, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, loved having you on here. This is a great discussion, even though we got off topic a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, love, love to have you, love to have you back on or, you know, working in a, in a different capacity in the future. So, um, anyways, everybody. Um, for the Disablest Report, um, my name is Kyle. I'm Christine. We'll catch I'm everybody Brendan. later. I, pre I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you guys very much. Thanks so much, Brendan. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye.